Hello, and welcome to Here's the Thing with Robbie and Jose, where we explore relationships through a male and female perspective. With me, as always, is the lovely Robbie. Hello, Jose. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. Yay. Yay. By the way, I know we're not, we usually don't talk about the weather or any of that stuff, but it's finally cooling down a little bit. So I'm super excited about that. Yes. Yeah. I'm so happy. 100 degree days are no fun. <laughs> and I think across the U.S. they've had this. So it doesn't matter where you're from. They've had 100 degree yeah, days. Yeah. We've been locked indoors for some time now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ooh, but it's it's going to cool down, so I get to bring out my sweaters and all that. Can't wait for that. Oh, so. I love jackets and yeah. stuff, like scarves and well, hats. And just real quick, I know that, you know, so we live in we live in the south. We live in Dallas, in the uh-huh. Dallas area. We have seasons, and I like that because there's certain... Do we? Yeah, we, I do. <laughs> I certainly do. Because people have said that they like fall, but fall doesn't, like, last very long in yeah. certain extreme areas like Alaska and stuff like that. You know, you, they probably get, like, a week or two of fall. No, I think we're getting, like, summer and winter, and that's it. No, <laughs> no. Fall is going to come. It's going to cool down, and then we're going to get spring, and I love spring in Dallas. Dallas is oh, mm. awesome. I don't like driving in the rain, so I don't like that too much. But. Don't drive. You stay home. And work <laughs> home. <laughs> Uber and stuff or Uber Eats or whatever it is that you do. So, oh, yeah. But uh, but anyways, yeah, so today we will, uh, I was going to hand over the wheel. Yes. Um, so today's topic was inspired by um, a couple of years ago, I was going through some boxes and I found my old childhood diary. Mm, don't you love going through boxes and oh, finding yes. stuff? Because you put it away a long time ago. Yeah. And I don't remember half of the stuff that I put in. I was like, oh, look at this. <laughs> I kept this. And sometimes yeah. I, I probably keep more things than I should have. But this yeah. is a good one, right? So this is your yeah. childhood. So my childhood diary, I started this diary. It was early 1995. Mm, so 1995. Neon was in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. But you were a baby back then. Well, I was right? ten years old. Ten. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! The, the world hadn't years. beat you up yet. Yeah, no, the world has not beaten me up yet. I Man. was happy, and it was good. You probably um, believed in Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty and all that stuff oh, back yeah, then too. I loved huh? the Disney movies. Yeah. I think my favorite was Sleeping Beauty. I don't. Aurora seemed like the most classy out of all the. Disney princesses, and I always liked her. So. But now you're thinking, okay, there is a prince charming out there. Yeah, and he's I, tall and blonde. And yeah, <laughs> I thought at that time, <laughs> but um, so the world hadn't corrected you. Yeah, yet. but this diary, I have it in front of me. It's got two little kitty cats on it, and Aww. it's purple. And I don't know where I got this, or if I, if I was into cats, I don't know. Maybe um, but so I found it, and I started reading through these entries, and it was just so the ridiculousness of dating at that time. And so today we're going to be doing a childhood relationships, the things that mold us all to what we are today. Right on. And, uh, but yeah, so that kind of inspired this. So I kind of want to just kick it off of, you know, when I was reading through there and I don't know how your childhood dating was, but from my diary, it's, I had a lot of boyfriends. They'd last a few Mm. days to a week and Mm. then you'd break up and then it was like like adulthood. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I kid. I kid. Yeah. Um, but um, it was a lot of that. So it was like every week I had a new boyfriend or I would date the same person multiple times. Let me ask you this real quick. Just, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but when you, back at that age, was it, did you guys talk about it and be like, okay, we're boyfriend, girlfriend now? Or was it because he, you kissed him on the cheek now all of a sudden he's yours? I feel like it was, they probably asked or it was like a note, you know, we be my girlfriend, yes or no. Aww, like that. <laughs> lame. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but was it a note? Like, uh, I remember how was notes. that established? 
I don't, I don't remember that part. I think he just was in class. And if you thought someone was cute, maybe I don't remember exactly. Cause it could be, cause it happens even nowadays where you think you're in a relationship, but you're, <laughs> but you're really not. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? You're my girlfriend. When did this happen? I don't remember having this conversation, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I wonder, um, cause you know, kids are, kids don't know any better, right? Yeah. They're, they're learning their social cues and their how to interact with people through school. Like yeah. that's how you're learning. That's how you learn and eventually we'll take that into adulthood. Like mm-hmm. there's certain things you can't do. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go around burping and farting in front of public people, right? <laughs> like like nobody wants to hang out with you. So you learn really fast, like don't do that in yeah. a public setting. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to chew with your mouth open, things like that. Like kids will let you know really fast, yeah. stop doing that. <laughs> And yeah. then you will, if you want to have any friends, you'll stop doing that. So. Yeah. So I remember back my very first boyfriend, I was in kindergarten oh and <laughs> he was my boyfriend for like three years until my family had so you moved. You were like six then, right? Five. Okay. Yeah. Five. So I'm trying to think of when you started school versus your birthday, which we won't say. But, <laughs> but <laughs> Well, I already just said how old I was in 1985. Yeah. So we, if okay. you can do math, right, <laughs> you know right. how okay. old okay. I am. So, but anyway. But, um, but yeah, so we were boyfriend and girlfriend for like three years. My family had moved away. But I actually did see this guy a few times throughout my life, even in my like late teens. Mm. And so like just kind of keeping the connection or whatever. So sure. that was like my first experience with that and you know we would get little pecks you know kissing Mm. when the parents weren't looking and that kind of stuff and um you know moving away and even that young it was just like you were sad right because it's like and we tried to like make it work you know long distance (laughs) but like obviously it didn't you know know what's so interesting though at five you know five through eight because right you said three years right i don't even know i mean obviously children it, it's it's different, right? Whatever it is that kids are looking for in a relationship, it's different than what adults are looking for in a relationship. Because yeah. you don't, like, at that point, you haven't even hit puberty. You just yeah. know you like this person. You're yeah, attracted. they gave you half your sandwich at lunch or something. And <laughs> you're like... No, but I mean, I mean, it's interesting because it's more, I'm assuming that children want more of a connection than they really, like, there's no physical part other than the kissing on the cheek and stuff. Yeah. You're not thinking in terms of, like, you know, like, intimate intimate you know what i mean like it's not sexual it's it's just i like you you're cute i just want to be with you i want you to be with me and it's such a simple a simplified version of what a relationship because then it gets complicated with sex and right you know <laughs> right it's very and cute and sweet yeah and like everything else turns complicated yeah. but that was like my initial like i mean like i said i call it a relationship loosely but what was yeah. your very first like did you have any little kid relationships uh no well not not uh you know, quote unquote, romantic ones. I had crushes on little girls a lot, but uh-huh. I didn't have a lot of luck. With did y'all girls. ever have like little dances? Like we had like a fifth grade dance and like that kind of stuff. Did your school ever uh, like? No, I don't remember them having too many of those. I lived uh-huh. in, in the inner city, right? Uh-huh. So I didn't grow up in the country like you did, where <laughs> you guys live normally and had dances and social <laughs> gatherings and whatnot. Like we just, we did our thing and then we, we had parties and stuff like that, but we didn't have play dates when I was growing up. So I'm older than you, obviously. So, so, <laughs> so yeah. How old was, were you in I 1995? Was, yeah, in 1995, I was, uh, uh, what was that? 20, no, I'm sorry, 19. Oh my God. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You were all voting and everything, and I I'm was, like writing yeah. in this kitty cat yeah. diary. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I wonder if our our paths ever crossed. Wouldn't that be something if we our paths had crossed? There's this famous picture. Um, I saw it like on TikTok or something where it's a picture and um, these two people, they were getting married and somehow along they came across that picture and it mm-hmm. turns out that when one of them, their parents took the picture and in the background, it was him in a stroller as well. <gasps> and they were like, that's me. And she's like, no, that's when we went to, I think it was like Disneyland. It's like, yeah, we went there too. Oh my God, that's amazing. And yeah. <laughs> and so they, they both had the same picture. Well, only one of them, obviously, because the one took a picture, yeah. but he was like, that's me. And that's my mom right oh there. Oh my God. Isn't that freaky? Yeah, that is <laughs> super freaky. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we saw each other I mean, I don't somewhere. know where I would be hanging out with a 10 year old, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe like a restaurant or something, like you said, behind yeah. me, but like. So you never had anything like in grade school, like there was, I mean, you said crushes, but like you never like, will you be my girlfriend? You didn't have any No, like, you know, most of the times I like girls, but they didn't like me back. So I would get them like little gifts and stuff like that. But that was about the extent. Would you get them with your allowance money? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. right? Uh, (laughs) So I would either get a dollar here or a dollar there. I didn't have a lot of money, but whenever I did and I saw a little trinket and stuff, I was like, oh, I wonder if she'd like that. And I'd give it to her. And of course she probably could care less because, you know. Because, but in all fairness, I was a chubby, awkward looking little kid. I so. think all kids are just kind of, they go through that awkward no, I was, stage. I was more awkward oh. than the rest, really, <laughs> quite honestly. So I, I can't really, I, I was a I was a hot mess back then. Oh. Not that I'm not now, but back then more so. But no, no, it was mostly, I just chased and pursued women, <laughs> little <laughs> girls back then. Um, but yeah, and like, I, I didn't have... Until like my first girlfriend, which I was 13 when I when I mm-hmm. met her. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that was first and like only for years. Yeah. So Yeah, my life, according to this diary, was very different. Yeah, you were like it sex was- in the city, but for like a 10-year-old. <laughs> so this, is, this was awesome. This was like, what? I can already see your ding, ding, ding. The so yeah, I got an orange juice and a martini glass. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know why it was like that. And, and you know, we'd love to hear from you little girls, you know, like tell me your experiences if you had the same as mine. But it was like every week I had a new boyfriend or I would date, like I said, the same guy like multiple times and like be like, oh, we broke up. I don't know what the reasons or whatever, but it felt like at that time. It was time, complicated at the time, I'm I sure. I guess so. And you like, wanted the juice box. He didn't want to give it to you because it was apple and that's his favorite. And then you guys <laughs> broke up because you're like, screw you, man. Yeah. You can give me your juice box. But I feel like a lot of people, I mean, this is a very obvious thing, but we carry whatever our experiences are dating when we're young. We're carrying those things over to our adult relationships, kind of molds how you do things, right? So like, I don't know if, you know, for me, if it's this, um, I mean, I'm going to get sad just for a hot second, but you know, in my diary, I had a lot of boyfriends that were leaving me for other women. And so like, I'm thinking in my life right now, do I carry some of that? I don't want to call it trauma, but like, you know, conditioning. Yeah. And so like, did you have anything? I mean, you just said you had the one girlfriend, but like, is there anything from that first relationship that you feel you carry on to even when you're dating now, like yeah, 30 yeah. years later? So that's why I say it, to me it's conditioning. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that growing up, um, I was chubby, I was awkward, and I got told no a lot, a lot mm-hmm. to the point that, which is why whenever I, I see myself, right, if I tell you, okay, I'm a five on my best day. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, I'm a five on my best day. It doesn't matter what anybody else ever tells me because I've already been conditioned from years and years of rejection to believe that, yeah. right? And they, whether or not it's true, it's irrelevant because I've already formed that belief in my 
But that's a, to a certain point, I'm okay with that because yeah. it leaves me humbled and it should keep me motivated to be like, okay, yeah, you might not have, because I'm not tall either, right? So I've been told short forever, <laughs> which is a fact, right? So it's not really an opinion, but the the implication there is, and this one never stuck with me, by the way, mm. but the implication is you being short, then, you know, you're not going to amount to anything because what do short guys do? Which is a weird kind of thing and concept <laughs> altogether. But what I can tell you is that it's formed me in such a way that uh, it's made me more rebellious. So anything that, that people told me when I was a kid, whether I was, you're too fat, you're ugly, it just drove me to do better. Like, I'm just going to, because again, the best revenge is success. So yeah. it's like, okay, I'm going to show you just how I'm not, or not even that. I'm going to show you despite all of that, because yeah. I did, I do to a certain degree believe it, but I'm going to show you that despite all that, I'm still going to make it. Yeah. It's just it, a- ugly and short and <laughs> fat. I'm still going to make it. How about that? <laughs> So, it's just like a really be sad point because I feel like a lot of people carry those kinds of things into their adulthood and it's all of, obviously all of our experiences in life, you know, form us to how we are, but it's just really sad. I think that kids can be really mean yeah, and so we too. do have a lot of our insecurities probably from things like that. But and look so, at it this way. And this is, this is the opposite side of me. That's, that's, that was my experience. Right. But I would be curious to know if there's anybody out there. <laughs> What the opposite of that, because you growing up, you actually had boys that were chasing you. I'm assuming that you weren't chasing all of them. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But let's say you're a really good looking, let's say you were a good looking kid, right? And then you turned into a good looking adult or whatever. Hopefully you do, because, and this is what I mean by that. So if you're a good looking kid when you're little Mm -hmm. and you're getting a lot of attention from the opposite sex, Mm -hmm. Then you start to formulate these things like, oh, I can get stuff just because I'm cute. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like if a yeah. guy, like a little boy, let's say he's a really, you know, good looking kid and the little girls are like, you know, they're constantly after him and stuff like that. And then one day he's like, hey, I want your juice box. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they want it too because they're still little. So they still have their primal instinct like, this is a good, like this is my favorite uh, drink or whatever. But she might give it to him because she likes him. And then he might start to form this thing like, oh, I can just get things like people mm. just give me things because yeah only knows I, mean, I don't know why eventually they catch on and they're like oh i'm good looking <laughs> now again if you're good looking when you're a kid and then in adulthood you're not anymore Ooh, that's that's <laughs> tough because you've already had your yeah like it's a disappointing thing i would imagine because now you're like wait a minute i'm not getting yeah you don't understand yeah like what why changed? am i <laughs> <laughs> they don't. When I ask for the juice box, they don't give it to me. Like, nah, food. This is my juice box. <laughs> Better go buy your own. Like, wait a minute. But you know, Sandy used to give me her juice boxes all the time. Why aren't you doing that anymore? But no, and and obviously the reverse, right? The yeah. whole ugly duckling thing. Like mm-hmm. maybe when you were little, I think that's probably more common. Yeah. Where when you were young. Maybe you didn't, you weren't conventionally good looking or you were, but maybe you just hadn't figured out what works for you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you become older, start going to the gym, you start working out, eating healthy, living a good lifestyle. And they're like, bam, you're getting all this attention all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't got to feel good, though. I don't think I was a cute kid. I think I was uh, pretty awkward looking myself. I don't know why little boys liked me. I'm not quite sure, but um I, I don't know, as an adult, sometimes when you do get certain compliments or something like that, because I'm so conditioned, it's like, wait, you think I'm attracted? Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people carry that. And it's just kind of sad. But like, yeah. how do you avoid that? Like, yeah, you know. I personally do not like compliments. They make me uncomfortable. 
because I just wasn't used to them. My mom would give me a compliment from time to time. So but, do you, you think know, that if you had like girls at the young age saying like, oh, you're so cute and blah, 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 that you wouldn't have that get up now? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Because my whole thing was your parents, you know, them being your parents and uh -huh. loving you or whatever, especially your mom, she's going to tell you how handsome you are, how wonderful you are. Yeah. And then you get out into the real world and then... <laughs> Mama's then, wrong again. Exactly. Mom <laughs> lied to me because they are not falling head over heels for yeah. me. And it's uh, now you're in competition with other kids and they look this way or that way. So then, unfortunately, what, it, what ends up happening is uh, sometimes you start to doubt, like even your parents are like, man, they've been <laughs> lied to me all this time because I'm not. So it's, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic. So I remember thinking about that too. It's yeah. like, that's not making sense to me. Yeah. So then... Then I learned really quickly. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, your mom thinks you're wonderful because <laughs> it's your mom and even your sisters and your relatives. But in general, yeah, like depending on when you go out in the, in the world, you're always going to be compared to other people. Yeah. You just you can't you yeah. can't <laughs> you can't avoid it. I know nowadays everybody's like you can't compare yourself. And I'm not saying I'm comparing myself. I'm saying that other people. Yeah. Right. So if, if I'm dating somebody. And let's say whether we're on the dating app or in person mm -hmm. and two guys go up to him and one is me and the other guy is the opposite of me. She's going to judge based on, I'm sure, other characteristics, personality and all that, but also physical traits. Right. And if he's six foot two and she prefers tall dudes, there's nothing in the world that I can do about that. Yeah. So I just have to like, okay, got to move on to the next. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I do. But no, yeah. Yeah. If, um, and, you know, I've had this conversation with you. Mm -hmm. The way we navigate through the world has to do with our appearance. Yeah. And it forms and shapes our personalities and, mm -hmm. and either makes something stronger or, you know, accentuates something or it just, it has all kinds of weird psychological yeah. effects on you. But it's my physical person. Yeah. Because I can tell you, for many years, I've acted like I was six foot two, like I was fit, like I was all these things. Like I acted like, I knew I wasn't, but I acted like that. And what I did notice is that I was getting uh, the reaction that I was getting back was positive mm. and I couldn't quite figure out because yeah. nothing really had changed about me physically, yeah. but it was my attitude and how I carried myself that all of a sudden doors started opening for me. I was like, wait a minute, there might be something to that. Yeah. Or maybe I just wasn't noticing. I, I don't know. It's, you know, well, I'm not a psychologist. I, I think confidence so can go a long way in your demeanor and what people think about you and things like that. Yes, looks are important in the sense that we all judge everybody. Like we can't help it. Like it just happens. But a confidence in a person, yeah. it can make you, I guess, not trick that person, but it's just like, wow, that guy, look at him. He's so confident. <laughs> so, like there's so, something about that guy. You know, you know what it, um, you know what it translates? The best way that I've seen it translated is calmness. Mm. So uh, in a situation where people are starting to panic around you and you can keep calm and genuinely be calm, yeah, that's when that's that confidence coming out because mm -hmm. they see in you like, why is he so calm? He should be freaking out. He's in the same boat I am. Why is he calm? And when you do that, I, I'm assuming, it, I don't know if they're attracted to it in the romantic sense, but what I can say is that people are, they do gravitate toward yeah. you because they almost kind of feel like, well, He's got to have the answer to something. I don't know what he knows that I don't, <laughs> yeah. but he knows something, whatever yeah. it is. And if he's okay, it's kind of that thing like when somebody starts running and then the next person starts running uh -huh. and then they're um, running before, <laughs> and there was nothing there. It's just the guy was just running for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe he was late, but it, it's a, it's a domino effect and yeah. you, you kind of tend to follow like, well, everybody's running. So I, I must, I need to run that way too yeah. because something's going on. 
it's kind of the same thing when you don't panic, you know, so long as the rest of because there's, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking with anything else, there's always one person that just wants to spread panic around people because mm. it's so easy. But if you can keep calm and calm and, and like think your way through things, that's that to me, that's where the confidence comes in. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's soothing, if you will. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though, and I'll just leave it at this in this conversation. because I know that's not what you were asking. <laughs> so I apologize. But what I will say is that um, when, when you're able to do that as, as a they look to you as a leader almost immediately. Mm. And that's that again, because they want a piece of that calmness. They yeah. want to feel that whatever it is that whatever it is that you're exemplifying. Yeah. So, but anyways. Yeah. So. Well, another thing that I learned from reading my diary is that um, every guy I dated, I apparently was in love with. Mm. I, I don't know what I was judging that based off of like where if you see love. I mean, obviously, probably through like movies and things like that and your parents, like whatever. But like it was just funny to me. It was like every guy... Like after one day, like I love John. Do you remember what it might have been that they did that that attracted I, no, you to them? I don't. Or was it the thought of just being with them that like that's what you're supposed I to do? I have no idea. Maybe if uh, like in my town we had a skating rink and the skating right. rink was like the place to be. So right. like you go to the skating rink and it was like your date. I'm doing air quotes, but yeah. you go on a date to the skating rink. And <laughs> that like, really was a date, by yeah. the way. <laughs> well, I okay. mean, yeah, but. But I don't know, just like hanging out with that person outside of school, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. I don't really know what it was, but it was like every guy. And my point is, is like kids obviously don't really understand what true love is. When you find that out as an adult, I don't know, because it happens at different times for everybody. Like when you really, you know, because even as a, let's say you're 30 and you have a long-term relationship and you think that you love that person, then it ends and you start to reflect, right? And mm -hmm. you're like, wait a minute, I didn't actually love that person. So like, I don't know where the switch happens. I mean, obviously a lot of it's with maturity, right? Right. But like, where does that happen where you finally figure out what real love is? Well, and, and, well, to the first point, because there's, there's two points, right? The real love. But the first one is, was I ever really in love with him to begin with? Yeah. And I... I struggle with that, but on the opposite end of that, in the sense that in most cases for me, they usually end up leaving me, right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm usually being the one that's been dumped versus the dumpy. But even even at that, I've, I've been betrayed a couple of times. Mm. And you can only really be betrayed by somebody that you cared about. Mm. So within those uh, within those relationships, there was times when, you know, she told me she loved me. Once you've been betrayed and once it ends, then at least for me anyways, I had the ten tendency of saying, well, you never really did love me. Mm. Because it's almost like if you love somebody. You would never leave them? Yeah. So so I think when you love somebody, I think you can love somebody. But I think the maybe the the way you love somebody mm. changes over time. Yeah. I think, right? And it could start out with maybe initially it's a passionate like mm -hmm. you just like just can't keep your hands off of them, but then over time, and if you can sustain that throughout the years, then you know God bless you, mm -hmm. do that for sure. But after a while, let's just say, do you get to the point where you can't be physical or as much or whatever? You still love them, but yeah. it's going to be for different reasons. Like it's 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 evolved, if you will. And yeah. I think all love kind of evolves. Yeah, I know uh, for my kids, for instance, like I, I'm always going to love them. When they were little, they needed me and, you know, it was more affectionate. Now they're grown. I'm still somewhat affectionate, but you know, I can't, 
you know, wrestle with them anymore. They're grown men now, you know, I mean? like, <laughs> can't, can't do that, right? And then also eventually they'll have their own families and they're always going to be my sons, but it's yeah. going to evolve and then they'll have kids and I'm going to love their kids more yeah. than I, I love them, I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, I think it evolved. So I've had to learn that because I would say that to them and they're like, no, I did love you, but it's it's changed, right? Something yeah. happened because I was betrayed. So that love wasn't enough to sustain yeah. Whatever. And but here's the other thing. Even with that, it might not have anything to do with the love they have for you. They in most cases, for the women that have betrayed me, they had something else going on with them. Mm-hmm. They were not right. So they could very well have loved me, but because they had so many things going on in their lives that yeah. they hadn't reconciled, they they did that. But that doesn't mean that they didn't love me. Now again, I I hear the argument from guys all the time that they mess around on people and then they're like, I love you, but I'm sleeping with somebody else. And that's another show that we can have. <laughs> yeah. But the point being is that can that really happen? Can you can you love somebody, but some of your actions might not reflect it? But does that really mean that they don't love that's you? Or does it just how mean you that- can't define love in that sense. You know what I mean? So yeah. like everybody's is going to be different, the way they show it, the things that they do. Um, sometimes for me, I can usually find out like after the relationship ends, when I do my reflection, then I can find out for sure. Like there's people, I mean, I have been in love in my past and it's like, I still love that person or whatever, but I know I don't want to be with them. Right. So it's like, you know what I mean? If it, if you break up and then you reflect and you're like, well, I actually really didn't really like that person. And like, you don't have any, like, I mean, you're going to have some memories, but like, I'm not saying you have to break up to find out what love is or if you love right. that person, but right. like everybody's is different. There's no way to define yeah, that. It's, and it's the other way around too. There's, there's people that I can't stand, but if, but I could probably be physically intimate with them, <laughs> but I hate them as a person, but I'm still attracted to them and I, I can't always reconcile. Well, but back to the, back to the, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was I just thinking, I mean, you're talking about like attraction though. That's not love. Well, and that's where, that's what I'm trying to, that's, that's kind of where I was going with. So going back to the 10 year old child, Mm -hmm. there had to have been a reason that you were in love with them or you felt like you were in love with them, but for what? And that's, that's the thing. That's (laughs) what I was trying to get to because it could be the purest of things. If, if you love somebody because they're around, because what, what can a 10 year old boy give you exactly (laughs) other than companionship? That's about, that's about it. I mean, again, maybe he can give you some trinkets and things like that, and just the fact of knowing he's your boyfriend, that also might be soothing yeah. enough. Or it could be like, well, look, they're they're with me, so they they love me, so I got to love them back. Like, who knows? But it, I would assume that's in the purest. Now, whether or not that's love, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm certainly, at a, for the for 10-year-old you, it was. <laughs> yeah. And so then it comes a question is like, if you can't say that you weren't in love, you probably were, or at least, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just feel like it was maybe more of the excitement too. Cause when I talk about boys in there that like, you know, when we kiss for the first time or whatever, it's like, maybe there's, it's just the excitement feeling that so makes So the you vocabulary feel... wasn't there is what you're saying. Well, I mean. So in other words, so what you're saying is if, or maybe perhaps what it could have been 
was that you didn't have the words to describe it. The only default was love because you understood that. Right. Okay. Maybe. So it could have been infatuation. It could have been you were attracted to him. It could have been the yeah, who that knows? made you feel good, but right? But I think a lot of kids, like when you talk to kids that, you know, in your family or whatever, and they have little boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever, I hear that too from my nieces and nephews. Like, oh, I love whatever. In my mind, I'm thinking like, yeah, right. You don't know what love is. You're 12. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I remember being that age and thinking that, you know, it was like, because, you know, maybe I'm thinking more of like, junior high-ish, you know, high school, like if you have a long-term relationship, you actually believe you're going to be with this person. And maybe you do. There are people. Even adults do that, by the way. I know. (laughs) But you may end up with your childhood sweetheart. It happens, but you know, it's, it's not the norm, but I mean, like, I don't know what I thought at that time or what I thought love is. It'd be interesting to know, you know, like I said, I think it's the vocabulary. If you had had other yeah. If you could have elaborated on it and not just call it love and like that was a catch-all yeah. for everything. But it could have been maybe you thought they were really good looking or maybe you liked the way they treated you or maybe they were really cool. Maybe you guys talked and yeah. got a lot of things in common. You know, I don't know if you went into that much depth in, in your diary, but... Not at, probably at 10, maybe later <laughs> on in my diary. Like, because I think I stopped writing in it maybe at some point in high school. I don't remember exactly where it ended, but... And you know why? The reason, I, and I know we've gotten a little bit off topic, but... Even nowadays, when people say that they're in love, mm. and I've tried to catch myself, because then there there should be a follow up question as to well, why do you love them? Yeah, right. So if I was with somebody and I was with you know with uh, with a, with a girl, right, with a girl from boyfriend, and and we finally said the L word, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. But then if she followed up and said, well, why do you love me? Then I would really have to think about that because yeah, it's you not something. Better know the answer before you say I love you. <laughs> Perhaps I'm not in love with anybody at the moment, but the, you know what I mean. Like, I don't know that, and that's why I'm saying I don't know that you could actually necessarily put your finger on it. Yeah, because yeah. you can't say you know you can't say the the horrible thing like oh you're hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love you. <laughs> yeah. Because that's that. not going to work, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it could be, you know, in most cases, how they make them feel. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's such a hard, it's yeah. a hard. That's what I'm saying. Maybe my 10-year-old Robbie was like, I was excited. And so the feeling that that other person gave me, I thought that that was love because yeah. of the the way they made me feel. But, yeah. you know, another thing too is like, um, you know, in here, like, like we would celebrate our like two week anniversaries. I'm doing the quotes again because it's just so. It ridiculous. really wasn't. You're, you're misusing the quotes, by the way. Cause that really did happen. I don't know if you believe in two week anniversaries, but you know. It, I'm just saying, like how silly is that is compared to like now. Like you know, as an adult, people don't celebrate. We've been dating for a week. It's our anniversary. Let's. Oh, I mean, maybe there's somebody out there, but it's just funny. Like when you're young, time, the concept of time. So like for a month, according to my diary, that's a long-term relationship. Right. So like another thing too is like what, it's the same thing with the love. When do we flip that as an adult, what we constitute as a long-term relationship? And maybe somebody even in their forties may say six months is a long-term relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Based on their life and what's going on yeah, and whatever. It depends on if you're being relevant to your age, right? At 10 years old a month, is quite a bit, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. But I'm thinking about, you know, when we talked about the love is blind and stuff like that, there was a there was a point in there where um, the sister, I think it was Mallory's sister, was saying like, well, Sal only had a two and a half year long relationship. That was his longest. And she was like, well, that's not that much time. 
Two and a half years is a long time. I don't know it's what an eternity. She's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. Like about. I don't know why she was being so judgmental about that, but it's just it's like all relative, yeah. I yeah, agree. but I mean, like, who's to say what is a long term relationship? But you know, it varies from person to person, and I don't know. It's just kind of funny. We had a lot of celebrating anniversaries like but what did just, you do to celebrate your anniversary you know, to go to the skating rink <laughs> like i don't know At 10 years old i think i you know i told you my feelings about gifts i remember even trying to do that as a young kid yeah. like it was like i gotta find money allowance whatever to buy my boyfriend an anniversary gift i did do that Goodness gracious. I know. That's At least you had an anniversary. You were actually together. I would buy stuff for women that didn't, <laughs> we well, were not in a relationship. It's still really sweet. Um, but you know, the other thing too about like too. when you're dating, when you're young, you know, I feel like work as an adult, it's a lot like school, right? You're, you're with a lot. I mean, let's say you have a traditional job. Let's say you work in an office, right? Mm. So a bunch of people there. It's just like high school. It's like you have the people you like, you got the people you don't like, you know, whatever you're forced to be in class or whatever, like work with certain people. But like when you're in school, let's say that you break up, you can't, it's not like an adult where it's like, once you break up, you don't have to see that person if you don't want to. Mm. When you're in school, let's say you have math class yeah, with you're John. you still see them. Yeah, exactly. They're, if they live <laughs> in the same town, they're going to progress with you for the rest of your well, yeah. uh, youth education. But, but that's but, what I'm saying. You can't escape that like you can as an adult. You, yeah, you can't. But um, even adults sometimes have a hard time escaping that too, by the way. Well, if you have I'm kids just saying, and stuff like that, you well, can't. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, I will say this as a, as a, as a child, that's not something that you think about. It yeah. is not something, but that's preparing you for the rest of right. the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, guess what this person, but I will say this over time. So elementary, uh, and I don't, I think other schools do it different by the way, or other states and whatever, but I know here we do mm. elementary, then we have middle school. That's for two years. It used to be for three at one point mm. and then high school, which is four years. But I will say that it uh, over time it expands, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're in elementary, it's just people in your immediate neighborhood. Uh -huh. Then when you go to junior high, that neighborhood expands; it's right. much bigger. And then when More you go to high town. school, yeah, mm -hmm. so you can get lost, right? You don't have to see them, but yeah, it could be awkward if you have a class to get. But that's where you learn social cues, like right. just ignore one another, right. <laughs> and that's and you're good. Yeah. Like you have to get through this, and you obviously you're not going to dwell on it and like constantly be looking at each other. You're just going to try to. You know. Yeah, it does teach us a lot. I was thinking too, just on the cusp of that, like what if in that same math class, you and John break up and then he starts dating Sabrina, like, you know what I mean? And then you're all in the same class. So you not only do have to see them, him, you have to see their new relationship. Their like, wonderful relationship that they love saying, each it, other. It does prepare us, prepare us for like all those things when we're getting older, like, you know, when a relationship ends and you see your ex with their new person. Yeah, yeah Facebook it sucks. messed that one up for everybody. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Facebook. Yes, thanks a lot because yeah. they messed that up because in the past you could just forget about them. They were yeah. just a distant memory. But now if you want to see it and you're, you're masochistic, go ahead. Yeah, sometimes get it on pops there. up. You don't even have to search it. It'll just pop up. Hey, <laughs> this is someone you may know. John and Sabrina John is still and Sabrina. together. Oh, I hate you guys. <laughs> I hate you guys in your perfect life. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's It's a bit of torture. I think people are, and this, again, we could do a show just on that. People tend to, I don't know why people do that to themselves. Yeah. Which I think, you know, we've, we, we've done the... Um, 
you know, we've talked about it before. That's why for me, whenever I break up, I break up. I try to sever all ties as much as possible. I don't want to see them. I don't want to look them. Now, the ones that ended well, yeah, I'll look them up because I'm like, yeah. Or on the few cases (laughs) where... I did the breaking up, like yeah, I'll look them up just for the wildlife fun of it, because I'm I'm good with my decision, and sometimes genuinely I want to see them do well. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, good for you. You found somebody, you know, and you're happy, or you look happy, anyways. Yeah. Of course, like a month later, they're broken up. Yeah. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> it right. goes back to single. <laughs> Guess it wasn't all that much of a yeah. fairy tale, was it, Sabrina? <laughs> John showed his true colors. He did the exact same to me thing to me, girl. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I get it. But though. that's another thing too. When you're fighting and you're so your little kid dating and you have a fight, it feels like most of the time you would just break up. Like you're just like, I don't even know what you would fight about. But let's say you asked for the juice box and they said no, I want to drink it, and you're like, well, fine, I don't want to be with you anymore, or whatever. And you break up. I mean, like it's so silly, but like if you, I feel like. For me, even as a younger kid, it was kind of instilled in me of like trying to make things work, which I've obviously carried on to my adult life. Like I wouldn't just break up with some of the drop of a hat. Like I try like to make it work. No, but but I will say when, when you were saying that it was just making me smile because I seen couples argue about the stupidest things in the world. Oh, well, yeah. And then when you see that and you're, it's very much like high school because you don't understand yeah. why are you fighting over this? You know what I mean? Like it could there's be there's a deeper issue. There's a much deeper issue, but the point being is it's still silly, right? Yeah. So like if if they start arguing over soy sauce and she's like, "Hey, you want to? I'm gonna here we're gonna put some soy sauce on your stuff," and he's like, "No, I don't like soy sauce." And she's like, "What are you talking about? You love soy sauce? No, I don't like soy sauce. You've always and all of a sudden it turns into this thing, yeah. and I'm like, "What is happening here?" For anybody else at the table, yeah. we're like, "This is the dumbest thing." <laughs> They're arguing over <laughs> soy sauce. And I got to sit here and try to eat my orange chicken while these yeah. two argue about soy sauce. But, yeah, it's, it's weird. I'm assuming that kids, when they break up, they think it's the world because yeah. to them it is. And even as adults, yeah. because that could, that fight could turn into something much bigger. Yeah. And it's just like, why? <laughs> I remember when, you know, if I that? really liked someone as a young kid and then it didn't work out. I remember that devastating feeling. And it is so, I wonder what my parents thought. Well, like, I mean, if you don't want to divulge, you don't have to, but like your sons, when they were dating girls, like when they're, you know, younger or whatever, did they ever come to you and say like, you know, they're having problems or whatever? Like what kind of stuff did they oh, ever yeah, fight they about? Devastated. They get devastated when they break up. It's but a, I mean, like, what's the thing. reason, like, give me something funny that a uh, reason why oh, they break up. None of them are funny. <laughs> 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 but they break up. It is not funny to them, but yeah, I mean, I, I. I mean, they didn't really do much when they were in their tens. It was mostly in their teens. Yeah. And for them, like, you have to be really careful because, like, their hormones are going all over the yeah. place. Yeah, it's silly and, you know, I don't want to give up too much. But, yeah, yeah it's 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 understandable. But believe it or not, sometimes adults do the same thing. I they know. break up for the silliest things. And, like, like really? Like, that's what I'm saying. Who knows what their childhood history is that kind of molded them into whatever so let's you know uh, maybe a reason why you would break up when you're 10 is you know you said another girl was pretty right and if i <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, oh yeah that's breakup status for but, this for this day and age <laughs> too I'm as just saying, like that's what i'm saying like, tell your woman that another woman's pretty see how far that gets you <laughs> that's what i'm saying but do you think that maybe some of that <laughs> is kind of carried on from that period of time like maybe because there's some people who in a relationship, they can say, oh, yeah, that person over there, they're attractive. And sometimes they don't care. 
It doesn't bother some people. Some people, it may be a trigger for them. Right. So what I can say to that is, uh, like I was telling you, my experience as a child was much different than yours. While you were having (laughs) a just glamorous life with boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend (laughs) and relationships and like the whole social thing, I was more of an outcast. I was on the outside looking in. So all of it seemed bizarre to me. Mm. Relationships in general seemed bizarre to me. It wasn't until I was in 13 and then I understood what that was, but it was all bizarre. From yeah. the outside looking in, it's it's such a weird ritual mm-hmm. that humans go through, this dance of, of you know, and I, I'm assuming they do it in the animal kingdom too, but mostly they're selecting either for intelligence or mm-hmm. strength or, you know, in the animal kingdom. We're not that... Ours is a little more complex than that. It's not just the toughest guy or the biggest guy or the ones that the, the peacocks, yeah. the brightest, <laughs> brightest colors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's not the guys that are more flamboyant or anything like that. But um, yeah, so just the whole when I was when I was a kid again, all my all my buddies had girlfriends and stuff like that, and then being in relationships, I would hear about it. It was mm-hmm. fascinating to me. Yeah, and as you can see, we got a whole podcast <laughs> on it because it is it still is fascinating. Again, I've been jealous before. And I thought it through and I'm like, I shouldn't be jealous. And again, I've been betrayed. So, but it doesn't make me more jealous mm. or even insecure for that reason. Like it is what it is. It happened. And I think, I don't know, people fall into certain traps and stuff like that. But yeah, that whole, it, and, and I've told you this before. I don't understand why, let's say I'm with somebody and I tell her, I love you. I don't know why I constantly have to continue to prove that because you have to prove it somehow. Well, that depends on their love language. I mean, everyone's going to be a little bit different. But that's what I'm saying. When I say I love you, that means I love you. Why do I have to prove it? That is such a weird because concept Because we have been conditioned, as you say, all this betrayal from our young age. If I'm a grown adult and I've had all these guys break my heart and say I love you and didn't mean it and then whatever. And as an adult, when you come to me and say I love you, I may not believe you. So it's like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> like... Because of John? I got to suffer because of John. Why do I have to suffer because of John? I mean, I can't help it. You broke my heart. Like, what do you want me to say? Okay, but I I would say say this then, and this is where things get a little more in-depth, right? So whatever childhood trauma or even adolescent or, you know, teenage or even adulthood for that matter in your early 20s, why we continue to carry on that baggage, I don't understand. Again, that's another one of those things that... It conditions us to a certain degree, but at a, at a certain point, you become an adult and you realize, okay, I'm not 10 years old anymore. Yeah, I'm not 12. I'm certainly not 20 or, or 30. I'm none of those things. I am what I am right now. Mm. Competent, confident, um, great guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So, so my point being is that I remind myself of that. So whenever these little insecurities or these little things that have been conditioned guess what? You were wrong. And and I told you this before. I've been in a situation at work where my boss kept on telling me that I just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was in a much harsher tone. <laughs> like, you don't deserve to be this. Like, you're no good at your job. You're horrible. You're horrible. You're horrible. I just didn't believe him. Yeah. I just, I was like, okay, that's your opinion. That's all I took it as an opinion. Um, But yeah, I, I, you know, again, that whole thing, again, for me, and one of these days, somebody will have to, to tell me why is why is it not good enough? For me, it is. Mm-hmm. So that's why when a woman uh, tells me that she loves me, I believe her. And I'm like, okay, we're good. I don't ask her to prove it to me. Yeah. Nor would I ever throw that in at her, at her or excuse me, 
nor would I ever throw that back in her face and say, well, if you love me, you would do this. Mm. I don't do that. Yeah. I figured you're loving me for me, whatever that is. I don't need you to prove it to me. Now, well, if you do nice things for me, that's that's wonderful. What if she that. tells you she loves you but then treats you terribly? Would you ever go back to her and say, I know you don't want to say that, but like how do you how is she just because of her word, you would take that even if she treated no, you badly? No, no, no. So this that's two different things, right? If she's treating me badly, I'm I'm out. You well, can, but she you, could say I Yeah, love she you. loves me. I great. So would you still believe it? No, I, I do believe it. But I'm I'm not gonna stick around being yeah. mistreated. Just because you love me doesn't mean No, you I know, but I'm just me, saying, like you said, like you don't need to be proven that. But if they say I love you, but then they treat you terribly, the relationship ended, you would you get look out. but would you look back on and say, Yeah, she did really love me? Yeah, I think so. Because mm -hmm. I think people to to that end, right? People get conditioned. And let's say you or <laughs> this is going really dark right here, but <laughs> but I'm gonna try to lighten it up. But Let's just say for the sake of argument that your parents were abusive, physically mm -hmm. abusive, mm -hmm. but they did genuinely love you too. But that's the only way that they knew how to show love. It's like, I, I have to smack you around. I have to beat you. Mm -hmm. And that's me loving you because that's my warped sense of what love is. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to teach you what love is. And love is me smacking you around a little bit, but I do love you. Mm -hmm. And so then you grow up, you, 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 uh, repeat the same thing over and over. Yeah. But the thing about it is they might genuinely love you, right? Whether it's a man abusing you or a female abusing you, they might genuinely love you. Unfortunately, their way that they're showing their love is not acceptable to me, mm -hmm. nor should it be to anybody that if that's not what you want to be in, you have to leave. Mm -hmm. I get that you love me, mm -hmm. but this isn't going to work. And I think that's what's happened even in my relationships. I show them love the way like I like to take care of them. I like to provide for them. I like to provide security and things like that. And sometimes that doesn't always come off. So they, so they say, oh, you don't love me. It's like, I do. It goes back to your love language and how yeah. you show it. Um, but yeah, that it's they do love you. Again, when you ask somebody to prove it or they feel like, well, he doesn't love me because he's not doing it or she's not doing it the same way I do, that's when you start getting in trouble. But yeah. I'm a big believer. If you tell me something, I'm going to believe you unless you have a history of lying to me, mm -hmm. in which case, you know, we're probably not going to interact very much anyways. Yeah. So anyways, but back, yeah. back to childhood <laughs> yeah. and little 10 and 12 year olds. Life is so innocent and yeah. wonderful and it's uh, like the Blue Lagoon. Yeah. And you know, with that, it's funny too, because when you're young, um, any type of physical touch is super exciting. Like I yeah. remember my first real kiss. I remember who it was. I remember where I was. Like I remember that feeling. Mm. But you know, when you... Yeah, when you have certain things so much, you're not going to appreciate it much. So like when you're, when I was 10, holding hands with my boyfriend was like a big deal. Like it was just so. It's a big deal as an adult too, by the way. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe no, in the beginning. Maybe in deal. the beginning. No, but always, I've always, the uh, uh, PDA, is that what they call them? Public, yeah. Uh, Displays of affection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always think that's a big deal. I think I'm that's just, a huge deal. But I'm just saying the butterfly feeling that I would get as a 10-year-old when a boy would hold oh, yeah. my hand versus yeah. me now, yeah, yeah. it may not be like the same. I'm just, there's an yeah. innocence that reading my diary is just very sweet. It's yeah. those little kisses, those yeah. like, no, I'm like, oh, his lips were so soft or oh, whatever. Like, goodness. it's so sweet. But, you know, I don't know. It just, I wish that we still had some of that in our older age where it's like, I don't know, you know how it is now. It's just like everything has to be so extreme 
mm. for you to get that same kind of feeling. And I wish we could go back to that or like just a kiss at the end of the night would be like the best thing ever, but it's not enough for a lot of people now. Yeah, but, um, so I will say, I will say this. I, I, like, I, I agree with you, but I can also say that there's probably more than half of adults did not have the same uh, experience that you did as a child. So a lot of that, they never got to really experience that. So then they get older and maybe they experience it when they become adults perhaps. Yeah. And so that's, that's a great feeling, but yeah, it's, I get it. When you're little, everything is amplified because you don't have any reference to everything is new. Everything is fantastic and you're more open to it. Yeah. I think what ends up happening when you become an adult, you tend to become more cynical about things. Yeah. You're like, love, pff, there's no love. There's just, let's just get in there and bone, baby. That's my love. No, but it, it does. And, and you yeah. lose that aspect of it because I think a lot of people stay together mostly because they're just afraid to be alone, which yeah. is a weird weird thing to do because yeah. <laughs> I don't mind being alone. I like being around people. Don't get me wrong. I'm a social person too, but like I, I've been in marriages and, or I've been in relationships as I where I wasn't happy. And I can tell you right now, there is uh, very few things that feel worse than that. Yeah. Being in a relationship that you don't want to be in where you are completely unhappy but that's another thing, too, if you think about for kids, when you're unhappy, you just break up. Typically, you don't have any, like, consequence. You're like, whatever, I don't want to be with you anymore. When you're an adult, you have more things entangled. Oh, yeah. It's harder. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with being alone, too. If, you know, if I'm single, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. I do yeah. like to be in a relationship, but, you know, it is what it is. I think as, as adults, right, when you're a child you also trust a whole lot more too. Yeah. So you trust the other person. Of course, it doesn't work out. And then over time, you get conditioned. You're like, yeah. okay, like you were talking about, like, okay, this dude is just going to end up leaving me, just like every other guy, which is yeah. really a bad, unfortunate, that's an unfortunate thing, right? Because yeah. if, if you believe that enough, you will eventually self-sabotage. And yeah. you'll eventually do things to make them leave you because yeah. you've been conditioned it's going to happen. And then when it does happen, you're just like, see, I knew it. Mm. They're just going to leave me. Mm -hmm. Just right? like John did. <laughs> just like John. John started this whole thing. But I think what ends up happening, and I can tell you this from, because it happens a lot. So imagine that happens. Let's say you, you did have a lot of boyfriends when you were 10, 12, all through your teenage years. And then even into adulthood, it keeps on happening. Mm. So then you become, you know, my age and you don't trust anymore. Yeah. Because you've been burned so much that just the thought of, being vulnerable again and giving yourself uh, all of yourself to another person. Yeah. Like you don't want to open up yourself, but therein lies, therein lies the conundrum, right? So with any endeavor, you have to go full force. I, anytime somebody goes in halfway, I've rarely ever seen it work out. I mm. rarely ever seen it. If they're like, yeah, I'm going to start a business, but kind of, not really. Yeah. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to show up if I can, if I feel like it on the weekend. Yeah. You know, I can almost guarantee it's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're making a product that just everybody just loves, in mm -hmm. which case you just, like, it just is a, uh, is a success. But like any endeavor, you have to put forth everything. Yeah. You have to, even in relationships. So you can't be like, oh, I'm going to have a backup because we've talked about it <laughs> before. Yeah. Like I have a backup. You can't be like, no, I'm not going to give all my vulnerability. I'm not going to love them with all my heart. I'm going to keep 
somewhat of my distance. Because mm-hmm. you can do all that, mind you, and you can protect yourself if you, if you, if you think that's going to help. But I'm, I guarantee you, it won't. Yeah. Because at the end, what's going to eventually happen is they'll feel it, uh, and I've done it before too, and they just leave anyways because they're like, this person is not vested in me. Like they don't. To your point, they mm-hmm. might say that they love me, but they're keeping me at bay to a certain point, and yeah. I don't want to be with a person like that. And they bounce, and they're out of here, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then boom, here you go, just like the other numerous <laughs> relationships that you had at 10 years old. Yeah. Well, my last point that I was just thinking about is, um, you know, when you're in school, most schools have the uh, their social groups, right? You got yeah. the jocks, you get the geeks, you get mm. the goths, all that kind of stuff, yeah, just right? Yeah, like Breakfast Club. You yeah. know Breakfast Club? Yes, okay, I have. But it's the same thing. So, like, I don't know if you had this experience because when I was, you know, junior high, high school, I feel like I was kind of friends with just whoever I wanted to be. I don't maybe anyone from my childhood listening would be like, no, you were in this group, but I didn't feel like I was really in any group. Mm -hmm. So like, I didn't care if I dated somebody from another group, but do you think that, I mean, it's kind of almost the same when you're an adult. I don't want to say social class because, but like if you were, um, you know, let's say you had a high powered position Mm. and you wanted to date someone who was, you know, at the bottom or whatever, Mm. it's kind of the same thing. Go slumming a little bit. Yeah. But it's the same thing when you're in school, like it's almost taboo to date. Let's say you were head cheerleader and, but you really like the goth guy. Mm. Them as a relation, it seems strange. Mm. Is that still carried on through adult life when you see that? So, like I was telling you before, I was always an outsider. Mm. So all of it seemed strange to me. <laughs> all of it. It almost silly. I remember watching uh, Breakfast Club and I thought that was fascinating. I love the movie, but I thought that's silly because I saw it before I was a teenager. Mm. And again, being an outsider, I and there's times when like I wasn't invited to parties and this and that. You get used to it. You mm. get used to it really, really fast. And then you start observing people and be like, oh, that's interesting. Mm. Like if, even if they're going to limit themselves to that genre mm-hmm. of folks, because <laughs> that's all it is, right? Yeah. Uh, and if you're going to limit yourself, then great, but it is going to limit you in right. what you can do. And so that's why when I saw Breakfast, I was like, oh, okay. To me, I thought it was silly because all of John Hughes' movies were a little bit silly to me because they were all like, well, there's the people that have money and the people that don't. Like everybody in my neighborhood didn't have money. <laughs> and I was already an awkward kid, so I was an outcast anyways. So every time I observed things like that, it never made a lot of sense. And even to adulthood, I see it. And yeah. you're right, they do get kind of clickish. And I think nowadays it's more based on um, probably like common interest perhaps, right? Well, Not so isn't much. that the groups just, it's just what you're interested in? So the jocks, they like to play sports. You know what I mean? The goth kids, they just like Marilyn Manson. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. It's really just interest. If you're if you're a nerd, you really like academics. You know what yes. I mean? You're super smart. So when you get older, like I could be with anyone that has different interests. Right. You know that's, what I and, mean? That's, and that's the benefit of when you become older is that you're not just that. Mm-hmm. And I think with, with uh, people and even in social classes, even nowadays it happens. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that if you're one dimensional, mm-hmm. then so be it. If that's who you really are, and let's say, um, and I'm not picking on these guys, but let's say you're a country boy. Mm-hmm. I'm a country boy. I like to listen to country music. That's mm-hmm. what I do. That's where I hang out. I put my boots on. I Honky go on I go, go two-stepping. And that's what I am through and through, day in and day I out, I love girl. this accent, by the way. <laughs> I just love wrangling up. You know what I mean? So if that's you, and that's you, that 
good, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, what I have noticed is that um, people are, uh, sometimes can be more complex than that. So somebody can put on their boots on the weekend uh -huh. and then, you know, put on their Jordans the next weekend. Yeah. Like, I don't have an accent for people to wear Jordans. With. But you know what I mean? Or you yeah. go, you know, go see the opera. And you you have a, a a bunch of different interests, and you yeah. can do that. But no, but that's what I'm saying. It just depends. And even then, and this is me, the human experience will always be the same, to me, right? And what I mean by that, I'm talking about culture because what we're talking about is really culture, right? So culture is just one of those things that you just learn and you pick up and you just kind of perpetuate over and over. But if you were to dump all these other people and all of that didn't exist and you put them on a desert island, mm -hmm. I don't know that they would grow up to be the same way, right? Because there is no goth. There is no rich right. people. It's just everybody in one place. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, um, but if, when you get older, you can explore different things. You learn and like, I'm sorry, I was going back to my thought of the, the human experience. People lose, people find, people love, you know, you have relationships with your parents if you're lucky enough, siblings if you have those best friends, people have been rejected. I mean, everybody's, I think, gone through a certain version of all of that. Mm -hmm. And that will always be the same. That will always be the universal that that binds us all together is that we're all human. Might have been on a different level and maybe might not be able to understand what it was like to be kicked out of the cheerleader squad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but I do know what it's like to be rejected, right? Yeah. And I do know what it's like to... to to, to not feel part of something. And I think, honestly, that's one of the biggest things that I think why people join groups. It's mostly the awkward kids and the ones that were rejected during high school that when they get older, like, don't take anybody. You know, there's certain groups they don't care yeah. about. You know, they'll take <laughs> you in no matter what, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that's good or bad, but they'll accept you as you are. And as soon as somebody accepts them, I think that's even maybe as a child, that's what you were doing is just the fact that there was another human being that said, I want to be with you. And I want you to be with me and I want to partner up with you. Yeah. I think that was maybe at, a, at, a, at your core level is what you loved about them. It's like, I love you because you love me kind of thing. Mm. And maybe, you know, like, I, I don't know, but I know that that is a human trait. Yeah. And if you were to put all those kids in a, in the desert or whatever, mm -hmm. they would all want to be part of something. They wouldn't want to be excluded. Yeah. I Lord think, of the flies. Yeah. No, <laughs> I honestly, I, you know, as much as I like to spend time with by myself, I really think that too much time by yourself is not healthy. Yeah. And I, and I mean that like what I mean, just like too, too, too much time. Now, again, yeah. if you have that personality, by all means, but in general, humans, they like to be around other humans. Yeah. So. But yeah, I think that, um, you know, childhood relationships, whatever your experiences are and, like so we would love to know if you want to write yeah. in and tell us, did you date a lot like me? You know, boyfriend to boyfriend. Did or you if they have excerpts of their diary? Yeah, we would love to hear that. Here's the thing, 214 at gmail.com. Please follow us on Facebook if you'd like. Tell a friend. Um, but yeah, I mean, these little uh this diary did bring back a lot of memories, good and bad. We're gonna have to work through yeah. some of those yeah. things, by the way. So yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, absolutely. They they form us, and it was really interesting. Good conversation. Yeah. Made me remember a bunch of stuff that yeah. I didn't really want to We're remember. We're going to have but, a therapy session after this. Yeah, if you're a therapist, write in. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for some pro bono work, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Great conversation. Yeah, it was good Appreciate to see it. you. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.